Hey everybody, welcome to Blasting Off Again. I'm Tom. I'm Will. Today we're looking at episode 57, Beach Blankout Blastoise. Uh, because it's an odd-numbered episode, Will, you get to go first on the 30-second recap. So I'll count you in. Yep. In three, a two, a one. Nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ash is trying. Ash and the gang are trying to catch a ferry off of Cinnabar Island. They bump into a war turtle. They go to an island. They're all asleep. It was Jigglypuff. Team Rocket does stuff. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of squirtling and war turtling and Pikachuing. Yeah. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that was like the dialogue for the entire episode. Was squirtle, squirtle, squirtle. Pikachu. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, cool. Do you want to come in? I'll see if I can fill in some blanks. Sure. <laughs> Three, two, one. Uh, yeah, Ash and friends uh, are trying to leave Cinnabar to go get the eighth gym badge in uh, Vermilion City, I think. Uh, Viridian? I don't remember. Um, they uh, get stuck on the beach with the Blastoise who's asleep. They pull a Jigglypuff out of its cannon. Everybody keeps passing out. Uh, they throw Jigglypuff at Team Rocket, and that makes Team Rocket blow up somehow. And uh, then they ultimately get off the island. Squirtle's there. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Um. not a like not the most eventful episode. Um, no, this was really dull. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was... I, th- I think it drove Amanda insane. <laughs> all she was hearing was like, squirrel, 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 squirrel. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, you know, it was fine. It was a fine way to start the morning. Did you did you do the same thing I did and watch this episode and next week's episode back to back while having breakfast? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Not, not while having breakfast. I, uh, I'm i an early bird for mm. during this because I'm taking everybody to work in the mornings. Right, so right. I'm actually up. <clears throat> I'm up at like 6am Okay um, wow. Whereas everybody else is getting a lovely lion uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah fair enough I uh, I slept in yesterday Till 9 o'clock for the first time In a very long time And it was oh, wow. really nice <laughs> um, A little life update on my end Before we dive into the meat of this episode Because there's not a lot of meat in this episode So it's kind of no. perfect We can catch up a little <laughs> um, So like the past month has been really stressful Because on top of the quarantine, we thought we were going to have to move. And like, uh, before this all went down, uh, my partner was like interviewing for jobs and like, we were kind of getting our shit together and everything was starting to feel like it was coming together. Um, and then the quarantine kind of put a damper on everything. Um, since the last time we recorded, uh, we found out we can stay in our current house. Uh, we found out that, um, my partner got the job that, uh, had just been on hold since like right before like I think we were supposed to hear back about it the day that the quarantine started or like a couple days (laughs) later and they basically were like yeah so we're still interested in you but like we have to delay the process of hiring because we're figuring out how remote work works basically yeah Um, so there wasn't an offer yet or anything and then like yesterday of our recording so you know about a week ago at the time of release um, the offer finally came through and so now, like, my partner has this great job that starts in a couple of weeks, and, like, um, the same day that happened, I made, like, 800,000 bells on the turnip stock exchange in Animal <laughs> Crossing, uh, and then, last night, at exactly midnight, I'm, like, 
we we went to bed around 11:30 so i'm like almost passed out like i'm close enough to asleep that i feel like i'm fading mm. and um the doorbell rings really aggressively yeah. and i'm like oh no is someone like going to rob us or something <laughs> so i slowly get out of bed and like stumble to the kitchen and get the biggest knife we have in the house and I go answer the front door and no one is there and all that I see is an enormous bag of McDonald's that someone had dropped on our doorstep (laughs) and I guess an Uber Eats driver fucked up and gave us someone's $32 McDonald's order at midnight oh jeez some pissed off stoner yeah Um, so I'm like Uh, we're recording this the morning after that happened. So of course this morning I watched Pokemon for an hour while eating cold chicken nuggets and (laughs) a McDouble (laughs) and uh, feeling pretty good about life. (laughs) Things are, things are finally coming together. Yeah. See that that, that's a a nice thing to get dropped on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. What got dropped on my doorstep over the past couple of days was Uh a dead squirrel. Oh no. That Uber Eats driver is getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our McDonald's has really gone downhill. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so. I mean, you know, it was tasty, but the presentation was <laughs> less to be desired. <laughs> Have you ever eaten squirrel? Uh, I haven't, actually. Okay. No. It's one of the few things that I haven't. I, I Like, I know it sounds really, like... Uh, a, a joke to say, but apparently they do have a nutty flavor. Okay, like, because obviously <laughs> no, that that's makes all sense. They eat, so it, yeah, it, yeah, it's like how um, like grass fed beef tastes a little bit more grassy. Yeah, I am. Um, uh, I I'm think you're like somewhere in the world they must eat squirrel. And I was like, if anyone has been to a place where they eat squirrel, it's probably well. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like south south of America, isn't it? Like in the hick states and stuff like that. Squirrel is quite popular. Oh, sure, yeah. Okay, it'd be like eating beaver, right? Like, and I know that they do a lot of that in, like, the dimensions and stuff. Okay, yeah. which is on my list. Like, yeah. I kind of fancy it. But you, you want to eat beaver? Yeah. I, well, I want to try like different things. I want to uh, try moose because mm. I love venison. So right. I'm assuming moose is just like a a steakier a steakier version of that. That would make sense. Um, yeah, I, uh, which venison is great. Yeah. Yeah, it's like buffalo. Buffalo's a beefier beef. Right. <laughs> it's the best way to describe it. Buffalo is great. Yeah, I um I look forward to now that like our finances are finally stabilizing and like we know where we're gonna get to live. We're planning to buy a proper barbecue this summer, mm-hmm. um, and I'm excited because the only barbecue I've had since I moved out of my mom's house like ten years ago now was um. I have like a little charcoal grill that like fits like one, maybe two steaks at a time and takes like <laughs> 45 minutes to get started. Cause you have to like, you know, start the charcoal and like heat everything up and it's, mm-hmm. it's a whole process. And like, you know, there's something nice about that if you're camping. Uh, <laughs> but if you just want to make dinner at home, you're like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use that to cook for a family of four. Right. Um, so we want to get a real grill this summer and, uh, I keep thinking about like, you know, the lineup to go to the nice butcher that also sells, you know, veggies and stuff mm-hmm. or that's like slightly shorter walking distance from our house than the chain grocery store. 
Mm-hmm. That lineup is always like half the length of the lineup for the real grocery store. And they have <laughs> like nicer, more niche cuts of meat. And like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking like, yeah, maybe, you know, we'll have a grill. Maybe I'll see if I can like explore a little bit of like that side of things. Um, if you want to go to a really good store, mm-hmm. um, there's one which is perfectly situated next to a Papa John's pizza okay. um, place. It's out on... <laughs> It's it's a drive away, but I'm more than willing to give you a, give you a drive out there. Cool. Uh, any excuse to go to Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a full like barbecue store. There, okay. Um, which I like that's baffling to me because like in the UK, very few people cook on gas. Right. Um, we all use charcoal. We all use briquette and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, like. It's a whole new thing for me to see, like, oh, no, there's an entire industry based around, like, gas cooking right. and barbecue gas stuff and all this kind of stuff. Because, like, up in Scotland, it's smoking is the main thing as well. Sure, so, yeah. like, that's the other way that we do the barbecue is to, but we do, slow. like, big smoke houses rather than, like, the big green egg thing. Right. It's like, no, you have an entire shed. Right dedicated to smoking fish and stuff yeah no Um, we're um we we're going back and forth on whether we want to get a like big charcoal grill or something electric the the nice thing weber um who are like kind of the the good grill company um they have charcoal grills that are like sort of the full setup you know you've got the, the little trays on the side um with a built in temperature gauge thermometer is what that's called um yeah and those actually are also built to be easy to light once you've got your coals in there um Mm -hmm. so i might go that direction because they're also half the price of the gas ones and charcoal is cheaper than gas like to replace and like yeah yeah and then you still get that like smokiness to it um but we'll see we'll see because we do like it does occur to me i could use my little camping grill as a you know mini smoker as well because it is charcoal based and like you know could be good for that mm-hmm. um but yeah we're 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 kind of going back and forth on it but this summer we will have the ability to you know have a proper barbecue and i'm, I'm excited for that <laughs> good good <laughs> um okay since we're talking about barbecues we should also talk about you know the beach and blast <laughs> I know, bring it back to the actual show that we're meant to be doing here. Turn it around. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> I will say I like the like premise of this episode. I just feel like it, it wasn't like interesting This would enough. be really good for a side plot. Yeah. What I, what I kind of felt with this episode, and maybe that's because this is just where my headspace is these days, I thought about how this feels like something that happens in Dungeons & Dragons. That when you're, <laughs> when you're DMing and you're tired of throwing combat after combat at your players, you decide, okay, <laughs> today's challenge is that you're going to come across a Blastoise who is asleep, and you need to wake it up. Uh, figure it out and then you know it's you get the sort of fun thing of like uh oh here's this like thing we've come across over and over again in the form of Jigglypuff and now we have to deal with this in order to wake up this Blastoise and it all just felt very like yes this is a fun side quest on the way to where you're supposed to be (laughs) but execution wise it was just kind it kind of fell flat for me yeah for me um I was just thinking 
like this would be perfect for those kind of little Pokemon only shorts at the start of Pokemon movies. Sure. Like the the Ash and everybody didn't need to be there. Right. It would have been probably as enjoyable as it was if it had just been Pikachu and Squirtle going there and discovering that Blastoise is asleep and then having to wake him up and stuff. Right. Um, and the only redeeming quality of this episode for me was at the end where it's like, oh my god, I look like a cartoon character. <laughs> and I was like, huh, that's really funny. Right. <laughs> well done. But the rest of it, I was just like, no, I'm not interested at all. <laughs> yeah. No, just I just played Hearthstone instead. <laughs> I uh, I did spend a little bit of time while watching that this episode uh, checking the turnip prices in, <laughs> on my Animal Crossing island. Um, unsurprisingly, after the huge spike we had yesterday, they went down today. So I, I haven't really been able to capitalize on that yet. Mm. I've had some good luck with it, but not any like oh, I made you know uh, I bought them at ninety and sold them at 500 or right the yeah. the trick is to um i'm on a discord i'm on two discords actually um <laughs> with uh groups of people who share their turnip prices and then set up times for people to come sell with them um oh. so like i sold i actually haven't sold for more than i think the best i've sold for so far is 350 mm-hmm. um but i've seen people post like my t- my prices are in the 500s today and I just it's never at a time that's convenient for me to pop over um, <laughs> but yesterday I made a, a fortune uh, on the turnip trade not by selling my own turnips but by having people come uh, sell their turnips on my island and then they left me a tip oh. um, there was this couple who uh, had separate switches and they came and the the wife like sold one batch of turnips and left me a hundred thousand bells as a tip and then the husband made like four trips coming back and forth and each time he left me like upwards of a hundred thousand bells and by the end of it i had six hundred thousand and then a bunch of other people came and also gave me like flowers and items and furniture and stuff as Mm. thank you presents um so it was a really it was a good day yeah i i would recommend i'll see if i can get you on that discord actually because uh yeah yeah yes it's handy for um for playing the stock market a little bit the the stock market yeah it it makes me wish that the real life stock market worked that way where everybody gets to sell at different prices and you just have to cooperate in order to make the most of it instead of you know the the chaotic mess that it is in real life i mean that that does happen but it's called insider trading and it's very illegal right (laughs) (laughs) it will (laughs) Hey Tom, who's that Pokemon? Uh, it's Horsey, which is seems a bit early. Yeah, do you want to talk about Blastoise instead? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. um, uh, I feel like we've we've talked about like starter Pokemon, especially in the first gen, a number of times. Yeah. Did you did you ever start with Squirtle? Uh, good question. <laughs> I know uh, I didn't. Possibly when I very, very, very first started, Mm -hmm. because that was the one that everybody was kind of like, oh, this is the easy option. Mm. Um, Which is not true, even, because Bulbasaur is the easy option, right? Yeah, but it was always (laughs) like, if if you, uh, it was like the um, secondary pick. Right. You know, so like, if you'd done a 
Oh, so maybe it was my second run then. Hmm. Like if I'd done one with Bulbasaur. Right. And you go back and you go with Squirtle because that's slightly harder. Right. That um, makes sense, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I like Blastoise. Blastoise is really nice. I, I feel like Blastoise is... Blastoise is like a Pokemon that I will always have a soft spot for in my heart, even mm-hmm. if I don't necessarily choose it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that they've ever managed to fuck up Blastoise enough for me to like not like it. Like even Mega Blastoise, I like, despite like having kind of mixed feelings about most of the Mega forms. Yeah, does it? I, does I, it di- like Dynamax Blastoise? Is that a thing? Uh, it does now. Okay, I haven't. Let's have a look because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. I do know. Turns into kind of an enormous fortress thing. Yeah, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. That's okay. uh Yeah. Let me have a look. Yeah, I just feel oh. like Blastoise is such a solid concept that like it's hard to it's hard to dislike it, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's um I don't know, I, I like it, but I have my same thing with all of the secondary forms mm. i really don't like war turtle and maybe that makes me like blastoise a lot more right. is because war turtle is like such a a, a negative for me that right. i then enjoy blastoise i guess that makes sense yeah it uh, it's one of those like there's payoff kind of situations i i actually really like gigantamix blastoise i think that's really cool because that's like um filling into the whole it's an aircraft carrier kind right. of situation <laughs> I think that's really good yeah that's it like I like it because it, it continues to build on it being like a weapon you know yeah I've lost you oh, oh there you are what do you mean and you lost me I, I lost your screen oh the, yeah I keep, I keep forgetting we're doing video <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I that's it like I like Blastoise I've never I've never had Blastoise ruined for me um, mm-hmm. which is nice uh, but I still don't necessarily use it um, I do uh, I do think a lot about like and I think especially coming to this episode um, it made me think about like Pokemon who have um, like built in built in weapons and cannons and stuff and the sort of implications mm-hmm. of that um, and obviously like thinking about it from a like real world animals perspective there's nothing that immediately comes to mind for me but like the idea of an animal that has a self-defense mechanism built in like that like makes a lot of sense right like not necessarily a literal cannon growing out of it but you know something more realistic like a like spikes or a you know sharp tail or whatever Mm -hmm. um i like uh i like it because it to me it kind of almost implies that as Squirtle evolves its defenses like go up a little bit more um Mm -hmm. where like I guess that kind of makes sense but I there's a part of me that almost feels like the baby should be better protected than the adult because the adult won't need it as much because it's kind of like figured shit out but like instead it's like no like the baby is like weak and then by the time it's an adult it has like learned all these defense mechanisms and is more stable and is more sturdy and can protect itself from like from predators or whatever well from a uh like biological standpoint Mm -hmm. that would be not necessarily protect itself it would be to protect the young that don't have those defenses oh sure yeah so that kind of checks out in terms of zoological and biological 
uh, means. I also like the idea of having the. Oh, I've got an alarm going off. That is my check turnips alarm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the zoological standpoint of like, oh, I will protect the weaker, uh, the weaker creature, mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. And then the, the uh, having weapons, I think, is it's quite common in the animal kingdom, which is kind of cool. Like um, stingrays, obviously, have that giant barb. Right. on their tail um you've got mantis shrimp which are they've got like effectively boxing gloves and right. they can uh they punch the speed of a gun right um and cause a um oh what's it called shock you break wave? The barrier. maybe a shockwave yeah it's, it's that that right thing uh, they they cause that underwater and break through like crab shells and stuff. Yeah, like they're insane. No, yeah, absolutely. I like. Um, I I find mantis shrimp and uh, is the other one pistol shrimp? Are they? Mm. They're yeah. like. I find. I them don't really know cool. if they're the same thing. Sorry. They might be the same thing. They. I think one of them. Um, one of them has a big claw and the other punches fast. I think is the difference. Okay. I don't remember which is which. Um, there's an episode of Octonauts about it. Um, <laughs> for anyone listening who has kids uh, and doesn't know Octonauts, I would highly recommend it because it's the same sort of like child crack as Paw Patrol, except actually in, like educational and interesting um, and not low-key about capitalism. Um, <laughs> it kind of feels like Star Trek, but underwater for children uh every episode they like go out and are like trying to solve some kind of problem uh in the like underwater ecosystem it's usually something interpersonal between two species that like in real life have some kind of issue or are actually symbiotic but in this episode they're like feuding or whatever and it's it's really good (laughs) (laughs) um and it's such a welcome welcome reprieve from paw patrol um (laughs) Yeah, they, there's is like the uh, <laughs> later on in life you're gonna have like the Paw Patrol kids in one group in class and the Octonaut kids in another group in class. Yeah, basically, like it's <laughs> it is it is truly just streets ahead of Paw Patrol in terms of uh, <laughs> educational quality, uh, in that it has any. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very good, um, and there's a whole episode about the difference between. Uh, Mantis shrimp and pistol shrimp, cool. if, uh, if memory serves. Um, yeah. So as I don't have kids, this was the other thing that I was thinking of when I was watching this entire mm-hmm. like debacle of an episode. Um, I I was stretching and I was like, "What the hell are we going to talk about?" Right. Like in terms of reference to this, and I was like, huh, "I guess it's kind of like what it's like to have kids." Is like the Blastoise is asleep, and everybody's like. <laughs> Why the fuck is this Blastoise asleep? We must wake it up immediately. Right. Without questioning why it's asleep. Right. It's just, I am awake, therefore it must also be awake. Right. Um, and then trying everything they can to wake it up, including like using deadly attacks. Right. To, <laughs> which would otherwise kill it, to wake it up. Right. 
Yeah, I, I do. Does uh, it relate? <laughs> I, I, I do see the parallel. I, uh, <laughs> I think um, if, if I was still asleep in the middle of the afternoon or whatever, after being asleep all night, I would also want my kids to be concerned <laughs> and try to wake me up. But um, but definitely the like first thing in the morning, well, I'm awake. Why aren't you awake? Is uh, too real. Uh, <laughs> we... Um, our six-year-old wakes up basically at the crack of dawn every day, no matter what time bedtime is, um, <laughs> which is really, truly great. Definitely wonderful. Would recommend having children. Um, and uh, ends up coming in and, like, you know, waking up the baby. And then they just party together. And it's like, could you guys just shut the fuck up? It's not even seven yet. <laughs> but uh, that's why waking up at nine yesterday was so nice, because I was like, oh, this is not a thing that happens like we got a to sleep new, in no one brand new sphere <laughs> no one bounced on the bed today <laughs> we get to just sleep um it was especially nice because like the night before last or maybe two nights ago um toby who is 18 months old now um he like sleeps through the night for the most part but whatever reason a few nights ago he was just like awake the entire night just have having a good time like he was partying he was singing and (laughs) dancing and just bouncing around and i was like it was like every hour he would get up and do something you know cute but it is nighttime please stop (laughs) and then go back to sleep and uh god that was a mess i was Mm. so tired that might have been the same day that we like thought we were losing our house as well actually like last week i don't remember time is meaningless anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could sleep as deeply as jigglypuff puts people to sleep i guess is is where i'm going with that yeah i think that's it (laughs) (laughs) um well we don't have a tcg pack for today so uh any final thoughts on this episode before we wrap up um i'm glad the next one was better me too. Otherwise, it would uh, severely question my loyalty to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. <laughs> so, well, thank you guys for listening. If you like the show, uh, consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, you can... I don't r- remember the outro. Hang on. Uh, thanks for listening to Blasting Off Again. Yeah, you yeah. can follow us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com forward slash blasting off again where you'll get access to live commentary for every episode apart from the ones we're doing in quarantine for obvious reasons um, as well as a bunch of other sweet perks yeah uh, if you like this you can leave us a review uh, that's a way to support us for free uh, on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts share the episode with a friend you know just kind of help put the word out that we exist our theme music is by Jamie Mativier and our cover art is by Emily Rowe we're proud to be part of the Upford Network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com we're blasting off again. Ding. I'm Teffer. I'm Caddy. And I'm Hannah. And we are the Yeah Podcast. Join us as we dig into young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA Lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. 
available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.